Hello and welcome to another episode of Stroke FM, recorded right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. These are tough times and it is difficult on every member of society. I will take this time to thank all of the frontline providers, all of the clinicians and all the folks really daily risking their lives to take care of others and also members of the public who are listening to the direction of the government with regards to public health. Without any further ado, today's episode is extremely special. It is highlighting some of the great things that are still happening in the middle of these dark times. And this great thing is really when a first year neurology resident is talking towards the end of her first year to another colleague who is about to start first year neurology during these tough times right within Toronto's program. So without any further delay, here it goes, Stroke FM, with an episode called Fresh Meat. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Jamie, a fourth-year medical student, uh, soon to be a PGY-1 resident at the Toronto Neurology Program. And hi, I'm Sydney. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm currently a PGY-1 resident at the U of T Neurology Program. Yeah, so I guess I'll start by uh, just talking a little bit about how fourth year has been and Obviously, matching to a neurology program, I'm really excited to start. Um, this fourth year has been really hectic, obviously, with the whole uh, COVID-19 pandemic going on. But before we were all in kind of pandemic panic mode, um, fourth year was kind of full of uh, these electives. Um, I got to do a bunch of different uh, neurology rotations around the country, you know, uh, obviously here in Toronto. I did some in Ottawa. Um, I also did uh, all the way out in Calgary, and I really, really enjoyed all of my uh, neurology electives and uh, really got to see how different centers in different areas of Canada run, um, you know, uh, neurology wards and also uh, how they do their day-to-day -day sort of thing. Um, and so obviously applied to neurology, I got my the match of my dreams, and uh, I'm really excited to start, but, uh, you know, you, you, no one really knows what residency is like until they're kind of thrown into the deep end. Um, and so I don't know if you felt the same way, but uh, it's kind of one of those things that you always hear about it, but you never know what to expect until you're kind of in it already. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, I like, I remember matching and you feel a lot of excitement and then oh my God. <laughs> June, June kind of comes up and, you know, Day by day, you get closer to July 1st. And I remember being so scared. Like I remember the weekend before my first day of residency, I was just terrified. Um, but, you know, so were the other incoming PGY1s. I think you're totally right. It's something that you don't know. You don't know what it's going to be like until you're actually there. And you really can only prepare yourself so much because there's so much uncertainty and there's not, there isn't like, oh, you know, there's nothing specific that you need to do to prepare because it'll just kind of happen. Um, but yeah, I was really scared. And I remember just telling myself, look, this has to happen. You have to start and everyone else is going to have to start residency as well. There has to be a first day. Um, and um, I think I was lucky because I did a lot of out-of-province electives in my fourth year of medical school. So I was very used to being uncomfortable, showing up to a new hospital and having no idea 
what was going on and then learning very quickly and just going with the flow. So that really helped me. Um, yeah, that's kind of a skill that you that you learn, I think, all the way through your clerkship and your in your uh, fourth years because you're you're constantly bouncing around between teams and you're on a team you know usually uh, during your electives you're on a team no more than two or three weeks and mm -hmm. so you kind of have to jump in know everybody start working and then leave and then do the same thing again and repeat you know four or five times yeah exactly it's a lot of ups ups and downs like you're you've got a couple days where you're uncomfortable and then as soon as you get comfortable you're ripped out of that situation and dropped into another one um and yeah I would say like the first day of residency was really difficult um you we were really thrown into it right away so my first rotation was internal medicine and I showed up they gave me nine patients. I didn't really get an orientation. Um, I sort of remembered how to use the electronic medical record from my elective at that same hospital about a year before. Um, and it was very overwhelming. So first of all, like not really knowing how things worked in that new hospital. And then second of all, all of a sudden I've got doctor attached to my name. I can write orders, the nurses and the allied health are asking me questions. Somehow I can all of a sudden make decisions. And I think that is something I wasn't really expecting. Like I knew it was going to be a really big change from fourth year medical school. But that very first day, it really did feel like it was a change that happened overnight because suddenly you have these new responsibilities that you just didn't have before. So yeah, I would say that first day was really difficult and I was actually on call that very first day as well. Oh no. So that was not good. Like I, I got home, I you know, I got through it, um, but I got home post-call the next day and I remember thinking like, oh my God, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> um, but, you know, luckily well, that that's why feeling... you neurology and not medicine, right? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Um, no, no, medicine's good too. Um, and I think like, I think any first day, no matter what rotation you start on is going to be a little bit difficult. Right. Luckily that, that feeling that I had didn't last very long. It really only took me, you know, like, like your fourth year electives and like all your rotations during clerkship, it really only took me a couple days to get comfortable and, you know, you learn very quickly that you're not alone. Like everyone is there to help you out. I think when you, before you start residency, like, I don't know, I had this feeling of, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready. I'm going to need to know things. But then when I got there, I realized, wait a second, like the expectations are actually not as high as I thought. And I don't need to show up and know everything every day. I've, I'm working on a team. Um, everyone knows I'm new. They know that I'm learning. Um, and your job, I think your job as a PGY1 is really to show up, to work hard, to be curious and ask lots of questions and to try your best and be a team player, get to know your patients. And I think by doing that, you, you do learn a lot. And um, I've, I, one thing I was really surprised and happily surprised about is that, um, there's little, how do I put this? <laughs> um, like I haven't really been shamed for not knowing something. Cause I think <laughs> the idea is that, you know, we're all at a point now in our training where we can learn anything. Like we can learn whatever we need to learn. 
And so that's not really the concern. It's it's more like, are you a good resident? And I think the knowledge will kind of come as you go. So right. I think, and yeah. I think at the end of the day, like what, what I at least noticed on my on my clerkship rotations in my fourth year, it certainly wasn't the expectation that you know everything. That's obviously why you're in medical schools because you're learning. And residency is five years for a reason because you're learning for five years. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely like mostly what I would think is, is the attitude that you have going into a rotation and going into uh, a team and that there's a willingness to learn, not that, you know, not that necessarily, you know, everything from the beginning, but you're there and you're willing to learn, you're trying to participate. And, and, you know, obviously I've had the dreaded pimping once in a while too. And (laughs) being the medical student, you're usually first on the pecking order to get asked and then it goes up the ladder. (laughs) So yeah, and I know that I wasn't afraid. Initially, I was afraid, obviously, to get things wrong because it would make me look, you know, dumb. But I think the the whole point is that the mindset was wrong. It's that you're trying to learn, and yeah, even mm-hmm. though you know sometimes the pimping is is it's it's beyond you, and you're like, how would I ever know that? Mm-hmm. But uh, in the, at the end of the day, you know, one day you will know those things, and that's that's kind of the I, what I think the expectation is is that one day you will know these things. Just have the willingness to learn and and do some work. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I was very happy that that whole mentality has carried into residency. Um, And another thing that I was pleasantly surprised about um, in my first couple months of residency was the amount of fulfillment that I got from it. Um, I think in, in medical school, you know, you're trying your hardest, but there's really only so much that you can do as a med student. Whereas suddenly as a resident, you have a lot of responsibility for your patients. I mean, obviously you're not making all the decisions alone, but um, I was really happily surprised that like I suddenly had this feeling of I am this patient's physician. Um, and that's that was a really good feeling. And I could finally make things happen for my patients, like putting in orders, getting things organized for them, just things that I wasn't able to do as a med student. Um, So that's been a really rewarding part of residency. I think you kind of finally start to feel like like you're a physician. I mean, obviously, you're still very early on and you've got a long way to go. Um, But it's, yeah, it's a really good feeling i find it a lot more a lot more rewarding than i found med school so and can i ask did have you had a a neurology rotation yet yeah so yeah so in our first year um i'm sure it's different among the different programs but in our first year of neurology we do a lot of internal medicine and some medicine subspecialty rotations which i think is great because i think you need to have a good foundation in medicine before you can move on to neurology and those rotations really help you learn how to manage a ward, how to manage like emergent issues. Um, So yeah, my first neurology rotation was just a couple months ago. Um, And that was kind of a whole new thing as well. Like I kind of got comfortable being the off-service resident and... Yeah, what's um, that like? What are the attitudes towards like the off-service neurology resident? So, I mean, I I thought it was great. I loved my internal medicine rotations. Um, I really got to know the PGY-1 internal medicine residents. I got to know the staff. Um, and I, you know, I 
was included as a part of the team. Like, I don't think it really matters what specialty you're from. You're still part of the team. I, we kind of took on the same workload as a medicine resident. The only difference is, is, you know, if your senior medicine resident was post-call or at teaching, then the junior medicine resident would be more likely to take the pager than an off-service medicine resident. But otherwise, the role is about the same. You do the same amount of call. So really for your first like two-thirds of PGY1, you kind of are a medicine resident. Um, but I certainly had the feeling that I didn't know as much as the internal medicine colleagues. But then, I mean, they would ask me a question about neurology. And, it, you know, I realized, you know, it's okay. I don't need to know as much internal medicine as you guys need to know. So, you know, there was like a constant... Um, resetting the expectations that I had for myself. <laughs> Did you find you know? that maybe you were getting some of the neurology consults that uh, oh, <laughs> or the neurology flavored consults? <laughs> yeah. So one thing, um, it, it kind of, it was funny when I first, in my first internal medicine rotations, I was happy to take the neurology consults because I was just so excited. And I was like, yes, let's see a neurology patient. And then actually later on, I realized, oh man, like I need to see some bread and butter internal medicine. So it got to the point where my senior medicine um, residents would actually ask me, you know, Sydney, do you want to see more neurology consults or do you want to see the internal medicine consults? And I would say, no, I want to see the internal medicine consults, which was good. You can kind of like tailor your learning in that way. And I think it's important to get the most out of every rotation because, you know, after you're done a rotation, you might not be able to do it again. So, yeah, so I did take a few neurology patients, which the internal medicine residents were thankful for because they didn't want to see everyone has neurophobia. So <laughs> I think it's the um, exam. The exam seems to drive a lot of people mm -hmm. away from it. <laughs> it does take more time than, you know, auscultating the heart and the lungs. <laughs> so it's a bit more of a commitment. Um, right. But yeah, and then so I, I was kind of comfortable in this off-service role, enjoying my medicine rotations. And then I think starting my first neurology rotation had a whole new level of fear kind of all over again, just thinking, oh, wow, like, you know, this is my, this is my specialty. I should probably, you know, really know what's going on and I should probably start learning something. Um, so it, I felt as though, and maybe this isn't true, maybe this is just my own pers per, um perception of how things are but I felt like the expectations increased a little bit once you're an on-service resident um, but you know it's it's overall the same you know you show up you work hard you learn a lot and things generally go well so yeah what, what are some things maybe that you did to kind of prepare for those uh, even the off-service and on-service uh, rotations what were some of the things you did before that if you did anything so yeah, I honestly, I didn't do too much. I think some some rotations are really great and they'll send you out some resources beforehand, uh, usually an orientation manual. So my big thing, like I think the first day of any rotation, I did my best just to kind of deal with the logistics. And here in Toronto, we do rotate across a number of different hospitals. 
So in your first year, like a lot of in in this first year, a lot of my rotations happened to be at a new hospital. So to prepare, it was more so like preparing for the day rather than preparing for the medicine or the content. Like it was more just making sure I was all registered, making sure I knew where to go, making, I think for any rotation, making sure that you read the orientation manual. Um, And that was pretty much it. If they had sent out some basic resources, you know, like, you know, diabetes guidelines for my endocrinology rotation, I would try to get started on those. But of course, I think those are things that you try to go through throughout the course of your rotation. I don't think there's any expectation to show up having read everything or, you know. (laughs) So it was more just making sure my first day wasn't a complete mess in terms of like getting lost and, you know, things like that. So Right, right. Yeah, and that's all stuff that I think many med students are really used to because obviously doing your electives, it's all about like logistics and preparation mm-hmm. before you exactly, even get there. Yeah. And that's um, why another thing, like doing so many out of province electives and being uncomfortable so often was actually a really great thing to prepare me for residency. Cause right. yeah, especially your first year, like now I've been at, at most of the hospitals. And so, you know, you, you go back and you feel immediately comfortable, you know what to do, you know where to go. Um, right. It's just those first few rotations where, where you're at a new place. Right. And that's one of the unique things I think about Toronto is that uh, because there are so many different hospitals, you're kind of climatizing to many different systems, many different EMRs, uh, many different ways of ordering and ways that the hospitals run procedures. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of a it kind of like mixes things up a little bit and keeps you on your toes that you you're always having to kind of adjust to new services and new hospitals and Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that even through my medical school, like, because obviously we, we bounce around to different hospitals in Toronto as right, well. Yeah, it's it's getting used to different things all the time. Yeah, definitely. And I actually think that's a huge, a huge strength of um of a program like this where you are spread up among different sites is that you do, you know, you learn how things work at different hospitals, different hospitals see different types of patient populations. And so it really gives you kind of a feel for how things work because for me so I went to a smaller medical school and so I had really only worked in about two hospitals over my medical school and so it wasn't until I like went out of province and you work in a different hospital where you realize wow like medicine is kind of the same everywhere but things do work differently and I think it's really important to see how things function and then you can kind of take the good things from each place and I, th- I think here in Toronto like the different hospitals kind of help help each other get better if that makes sense like I think as residents we see something that we like or that's really working well at a certain site and then we're able to take that and and implement it at a different site if it's not already happening so I think it's a really positive thing yeah that's really great um can I ask um what's what does your days look like like after you go home um, mm-hmm. are you constantly studying all the time? Are you, you know, working out? What's, <laughs> what's, what's the, uh, you know, downtime for a resident look like after the hospital? Yeah. So I think it's, it's going to be different depending on who you ask. I know some of my co-residents study much harder than I do. Um, and, and that's okay. I think each person has their own way of doing things. I think for me, I see residency as my job. I don't really feel like I'm in school anymore. And I think 
Um, there is a lot of pressure to study and I certainly feel, you know, I think, I think we all feel that we're never studying enough because it's, you know, it's a job where you will keep learning for our entire lives. Like you're never going to know everything. There'll always be something, something more to read. So there is a lot of pressure to come home and study, but then also, um, you know, you'll quickly learn that your days are a lot different as a resident. You're very busy. Your days are pretty tiring most of the time and sometimes you get home pretty late you're also doing call pretty often and so I think as a resident it's actually easier for me to come home and relax um it's easy to kind of leave the hospital and most days you can kind of leave everything at the hospital and go home and just focus on relaxing seeing your friends doing something that you enjoy um so for me I would say my day, like I come home, I cook dinner, I really love cooking, um, and then I just kind of hang out. I might do some studying if I'm feeling up to it, and I'm certainly trying to develop some <laughs> some better study habits, I think. Um, but, you know, I think if I, I, I try to not really force force myself to do anything I just kind of try to do things that make me happy I think there's a lot of pressure to like be productive and I'm also someone who has things outside of medicine such as you know I'm a musician as well and so there's a lot of pressure that I feel to work on music if I happen to have some spare time but you know I don't feel like working on music all the time and that's okay I think you just kind of have to do what makes you happy and you know, residency is hard and it's, you know, people say it's a marathon and I kind of think that's true. Like you have to enjoy it along the way because it's never really going to get easier. Like, you you know, once you're a fellow, it's going to be the same. It's not like you're you're finally home free. And once you're a staff, you know, it's it's going to be the same. So I think as a resident, I think it's important to kind of set up that lifestyle and start seeing it as a job and as something that's going to be a part of your life for a very long time and you need to kind of learn how to accommodate other parts of your life and your other interests into that. I think that's that's really important. Yeah, right. And I think I heard one of uh one of the uh mentors I had actually through medical school. He said that there's there's really like kind of two ways of looking at it. Um, it's either, you know, you live to work or you work to live. And I think that from what it sounds like for you and actually for me as well, I'm one of those people that I, I, I really work because I want to support, you know, my life outside of medicine as well. And so mm -hmm. I think that, you know, uh, obviously not to say that we don't enjoy our jobs, obviously, uh, we enjoy what we do and that's why we're doing it. Um, but I think that for, for someone who, who really enjoys also everything that they do outside of medicine. Um, you think of work as a job more than uh, maybe more than a lifestyle for you. Um, and, and that's perfectly OK, I think, for anyone who goes into it. And, you know, obviously there's people who who uh, love the work they do so much that they, that, that it, it becomes their lifestyle. And that's perfectly fine, too, as long as, you know, you're happy with what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think residency, I, I don't say like I view it as a job in that that's all it is. I think it's very much my my lifestyle. Like I think. Um, it's becoming a huge part of my identity and I'm more and more okay with that. Right. Um, I think what I'm saying is more that 
Hmm, I think if you're going into something like neurology or really any type of medicine, it's going to be a huge part of your life and that's kind of unavoidable. It's going to be a huge part of your identity. Yeah. Um, but I think what I mean is more you need to, like recognizing that you need to continue to to do the other things as well because it, it will kind of feel sometimes that it's taking over your life or like that's that's all it is, that's all you are. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So uh, during your first year, did you have uh, like a lot of support um, going in? Like, did you have any sort of mentors that were set up and um, any sort of upper year, I guess, residents that kind of supported you throughout? Mm -hmm. So I've been really lucky. Actually, one of our PGY3 residents is my friend from elementary school. Um, it's a small world. We both ended up here. Um, so she's been a big mentor of mine back, all the way back into medical school, you know, from planning my third year rotations to planning my electives to CARMs and interviews. And so she's definitely someone that I go to with questions. And um, then there's a couple other residents in the program as well who have been really supportive. I mean, overall, everybody's really supportive, the staff and the residents. Um, but I, I think I'm really lucky in that I've made friends with a couple of the residents who are above me in the program. Um, you know, of course you make friends with your fellow PGY ones and you all kind of struggle together and that's, that's really nice. Um, but it's, I think it's important to reach out to the people above you who, who have gone what you've got, who have gone through what you're going through. Um, because I've gotten a lot of really great advice and also just really good perspective. Like, um, I've got a PGY4 mentor as well. And I remember saying to her, oh man, like I'm not studying enough. Like, oh dear, what am I going to do? And she just said, nobody studies in PGY1. That's okay. Like it, they just kind of, they just kind of are able to take a step back and really tell you what's important, tell you what's not. Um, yeah. So they're, they're really great. I think we're really lucky. We've got a great group of residents um, and everyone's really willing to help each other out. I think there's this mentality that like, you know, we've all received a lot of help, so we're all really happy and even excited to pay it forward, right? So we're all in it together. Right. And and maybe uh, to throw in like a little, uh, maybe a little promo for the to Toronto Neurology Program itself. <laughs> um, did, did you find that having like a, what, what would be considered one of the larger um, residency sizes of, of all the programs in Canada, did you find that that was maybe a disadvantage or an advantage or... How did you feel about that? Yeah, so coming in and, you know, thinking about what kind of program I wanted to to join, that was actually a really something that I thought about a lot because I did come from a smaller medical school with a smaller neurology program. And a lot of that really appealed to me, you know, having only 10 residents across five years, everyone's really close. It's like a nice little family. Everyone's at the same hospital. Um, and then coming to Toronto, it is it is the one of the larger neurology programs in Canada, but it's still a pretty small program. Like we still only have, I think, 38, 38 residents, which if you compare that to other specialties such as medicine, surgery, it's really small. Um, and I would say it's actually 
a good thing. Like I'm actually kind of glad that I'm in a bigger program because there are, you know, more residents. And so you can kind of find those people who you really click with or who have similar interests. Like I would say as a group of 38 people, we all really get along together. And then within that, you know, there's lots of different people to be friends with or to do certain activities with or to get together. Um, and I think also with a bigger program, you do get more opportunities for mentorship. Um, I think we're really lucky here in Toronto that we really have representation across all subspecialties, both in um, staff and the different hospitals, but also um, among our residents. You know, I could probably think of a resident in our program who's interested in each subspecialty across neurology. So there's always a mentor for you, no matter what you're interested in. There's residents who are interested in research or those who are interested more in education or those who are planning on just becoming, you know, or not just <laughs> those residents who are planning on becoming, um, you know, more clinicians. Um, so there's basically something for everybody and there's always someone to talk to about your interests or ask questions about your future plans. So I think I think there's pros and cons for both a, a big program and a small program. Um, but for me, I think I'm really happy with the bigger program. And at the end of the day, it's not even that big. So I think it's a great size. That's awesome. And maybe just quickly, uh, what's call like alone? So that was another big fear that I had <laughs> going into residency. Um, so again, we're lucky that we start on internal medicine or at least um, the CMGs, the Canadian medical graduates. Most of us started on our internal medicine rotations rather than our neurology rotations. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's different everywhere, but here on internal medicine, you work as like a call team. So there are multiple junior residents and then one senior. So um, in the beginning, it's really nice because you're not alone in the hospital. You always have, you know, your junior residents and then you've got a senior to ask questions to. And on internal medicine, I think the staff very rarely gets called um, because the senior's there. Um, so I'd say call on internal medicine, you feel very supported, you feel very safe. Um, and so then that was another thing, like going into my first neurology rotation, that was a change because on neurology, it's just one resident alone in-house and then your staff is at home. Um, and so that was that was very scary. You know, suddenly you're the only one who's physically in the building for neurology and for stroke. Um, but, you know, it's it's about the same, like your staff is always there for you. You can reach them at any time. You can ask them any questions, even if you think that it's stupid. Um, and so I'd say it hasn't really been an issue like I feel very supported even though I am physically alone in the hospital so yeah I don't know I you know I think it's again you're kind of scared of it until you do it and then once you do it it gets easier and um, you just kind of do what you have to do and at the end of the day everything kind of works out and I think you get really good at recognizing when you need help um, 
and recognizing your limits and saying, okay, look, I need to call the staff or I need to call the rapid response team for help. Um, and I, I think it gets really easy to ask for help when you need it. Everyone's very supportive and willing to do what's best for the patient. Awesome. Great. Um, so just to throw in here, because I know that um, it, it, things are actually uh, currently changing for the next year. Um, we're instituting across Canada this new competency by design uh, curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I think as a part of that, uh, I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that we actually do start on a neurology rotation um, right, firstly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we do sort of these off service and then we also come back to a neurology rotation later in the year. Um, so, so that might actually be different in that we start kind of in the service that we, that we are, that, the program that we're in, kind of getting a, our feet wet there, getting a little bit of exposure and then going to off service rotations. Um, mm. So I'm interested to see how that might change things and how it might change, you know, obviously the first year experience, but th- this has been really great. And honestly, uh, thank you so much for, you know, lending this information, not only to me, but to the other uh, incoming R1s to the neurology program. Uh, I guess just to wrap things up, maybe is there like three things that you would uh, suggest or three t- helpful tips maybe for the incoming R1s? Anything at all to kind of help <laughs> you get through your first year? Yeah, so I would say, I would say number one, um, just go in with a good attitude. And, you know, like we talked about before, don't worry too much about your knowledge base or feeling that you're not ready you know you are ready and it will be okay and um you're never alone I think is a huge thing to remember um number two is I would say reach out to your fellow residents um I know when you guys match um you're put in touch with I don't well at least for us I don't know if it's the same for you guys But when you match, you're put in touch with um, a resident mentor. And I would say, you know, it's really um, beneficial to get to know them, ask them your questions. There are no stupid questions. Um, Really try to get to know your fellow residents because those are the people who you're going to go through all of this with over the next five years. Number three, I would say just try to enjoy yourself. And this again goes back to what we talked about before. But, you know, residency is hard and first year is hard and it's important to take that time for yourself. It's okay to relax and to not feel guilty about that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jamie signing off. This is Sydney signing off. Well, folks, that's a wrap. What a terrific episode. Thanks to my colleagues, Sydney and Jamie, for putting this together and talking about coming into residency first year and moving from first year into second year and onto greener pastures. Well, this is absolutely terrific and we look forward to having you with us on another episode of Stroke FM.